Welcome to episode 126 of KapowCast. Wake up, Jeff. Mm. <laughs> Joining me today is Mr. Tony Vance. Hi, hello. And Jeff Jefferson. Hey, guys. How are you folks today? I am well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Every time he says that, I'm just going to think about the, the, the first time he said it <laughs> and how he sounded like Baymax. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm tired. Good. Sleepy. So damn tired. So tired. Today we got a, a smorgasbord of things to discuss. We have, we're going to talk a little bit about the first episode of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. We're going to talk about what we think and how we think Fox, Comcast, Fox, not Comcast, Fox. <laughs> In an Disney, alternate universe. Yeah. Disney should handle all the Fox properties and Foxmen and all that stuff. <laughs> Um, and also we're going to lead things off. We're talking about the Venom trailer that dropped this past week. The mm-hmm. Third trailer. I think it is. We get a little more third. I thought it was a second, a little more Venom. There is a teaser. And then yeah. it's like a actual trailer. And this is the yeah, second trailer. That yeah, second footage. full trailer, second full yeah. trailer. Um, what did you guys think? I enjoyed it. I think it looks very You're interesting. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he looks, uh, his voice is weird. I kind of like it. It's kind of hard to understand him. A little bit. I uh, understand there was some mention talk, of a turd in the wind. Yes. You talk about Tom Hardy or you talk about the Venom symbiote? Venom, Venom himself. <laughs> the symbiote. 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 But yeah. Um, I really enjoy the voice of the symbiote. The symbiote. <laughs> <laughs> I got him doing it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think, uh, well, like, I understood it okay. Um, maybe it'll be like how it was with uh, the Batman trailer where Bane, where you couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying, and then, like, in the movie, they... Re- cleaned it up? Yeah, cleaned it up. I'm assuming they'll do something like that. I think the suit looks really cool. He looks really cool. He's fucking gigantic in it. He's doing all these cool things, like using his, uh, his you know, gooey tendrils to make, like, bulletproof shields and... He did like a carnage, like blade arm thing. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if that was him. Cause I know. Oh, I, there was a second sim, symbiote. <laughs> yes. Um, There's like eight different there was, pronunciations. There was like three. From what three I've heard, symbiotes. the the villain in it is going to be um, rampage. No toxic. I don't know. Toxin. One of the other fucking. Oh, there's like 50 of them. So, so it's not, it's not going to be carnage. They're apparently going to save, save that. Them, yeah. For cool. a Good. Sequel. Good. I mean, uh, as long as they clear out a bunch of the symbiotes, that's fine with me. I don't want there to be like 50 fucking symbiotes running around. Like <laughs> that was what ruined the whole concept in the first place. Speak for yourself. During the whole like <laughs> maximum carnage. And- yeah. And fucking separation anxiety where there was like seven of them and no white spider. Yeah. In this. That's not surprising. They say because he has no ties to Spider-Man. So I wonder, is he going to have like any, because a lot of his powers kind of come from that spider-man like the he shoots web from his hand and yeah maybe he'll shoot black tenderly stuff that he'll swing with or who knows i mean that's what they did in that ultimate spider-man video game you swing from the symbiote that's true you didn't swing from the uh web but i think think that's what they did in ultimate spider-man in general like i don't think he had the web in ultimate spider-man i I stopped reading ultimate spider-man when venom showed up i never was really that interested didn't uh mary jane turn into a werewolf I don't know. In Ultimate Spider-Man? Yeah. Um, that wouldn't surprise me, but I have no idea. 
I think it looks really cool. Like the special effects look good. I love Tom Hardy. It looks like dark, but like tongue in cheek, no pun intended at the same time. There was uh, the one part where he's like licking the guy's face. Yeah. And right before that, he says something like spleen, eyes. Yeah, pancreas. Uh, apparently that is a line dipped directly right. from yeah. the comic book. That's really cool. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, it definitely seems like they might have done their research on it. I mean, like the more I see of it, the more I'm interested. I was curious when they first announced it. I was like, I'll give it the benefit of a doubt. And so far, I'm cautiously optimistic i think it looks like it could be a really good movie like a surprisingly good movie it could kick off the sony shared spider-verse that doesn't have (laughs) spider-man so bizarre i mean if they make it work then more power to them i'm always happy to see competent competition for the marvel cinematic universe you know they'll have uh morbius the living vampire which we talked about last week (laughs) or two weeks ago and then uh they need a giant-sized man thing, like you said. They're talking about, uh, I guess there's a rumor that they might be working on a Craven the Hunter movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it just going to be like White Black Panther or something? White Black Panther. <laughs> I don't know. That's. I was never a huge Craven fan, but it, it would be fun to watch. I was only a huge Craven fan when he was going up, up against um, Spider-Man. What about when they were working together? No. Like, it just wasn't fun. The The animal instinct hunt angle when he was patient Spider-Man is what made uh, it so much fun to read. I mean, I never uh, I never read the comics. I only had the shitty craving in the cartoon. Oh, yeah. If, you, if that's all you had to go by, yeah. then I don't blame you for hating it. <laughs> A lot of people uh, really love the, like... Um, Craven's Last Hunt storyline. Yes, I've heard good things about it. A lot of people have wanted to see that adapted into a film, but I don't know if doing a solo Craven Craven movie is really the the route. Well, we've no. I mean, we've seen crazier things happen. I mean, who thought that they'd make a mega hit out of Black Panther? True. Who was a C list superhero before that? And the Guardians. Yeah, Guardians, B list, C list. I mean, Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man was a uh, you know every Marvel property, every, yeah, basically much. everything in the MCU. Yeah, right it's now weird because like Spider Man, Captain America was like their A lister guy that they still had the rights to. And the movie just did okay, and it wasn't as good as Iron Man. It's um, wild, Tony. Too much patriot patriotism. Not maybe. enough patriotism. <laughs> Tony will be uh, has posted or will be posting a yeah. It should be up hopefully Sunday, depending on. My flight and stuff, so we'll see. Trailer reaction to the Venom movie. It's going to be full of gooey goodness. Gooey goodness. That's the tagline. Bring your chocolate and your pancreas. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked how, how the, the veins are blue. Like, yeah, how they highlight them in the comics. Like, that was a that was the one thing that kind of really popped out to me in the, in the second or third watch of the trailer. That, and then the, the tongue-in-cheek jokes were fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was fun. He talked about <laughs> the very end of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, you got two arms, two legs. Yeah. And then I'm going to eat your, your face. Yeah. And you just be the stump rolling down the road. Like a turd. turd. Went in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a weird line. <laughs> <laughs> and then it flashes back to Eddie. I got like a, a parasite. Did you see that whole thing too, where like the uh, like the symbiote's like repairing his broken body? Yeah. Okay, see, I was wondering that. Like, does he actually like he has a broken leg? It looks like, and it like shifts it back into mm-hmm. place. And I'm like, holy god, that would hurt. Yes, yeah. it would. How, what's this movie rated? 
I don't think it's rated yet. yet. I, I I watched it again after I did the reaction. I'm like, is there a rating to this? And man, no. it would be, if it were rated R, I'd be pretty oh, fucking. Do we want to take man. pets? This is going to be R. It'll I, be 13. PG 13. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be 13. Sony doesn't have the balls to pull With an R. Maybe an R-rated director's cut. <laughs> we'll see. I hope it gets an R-rated director's cut. Me too. I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. I think I think if they go more the lethal protector route and not so much like Spider-Man and Venom, mm-hmm. I think it'll work. I said it before. I don't think Tom Hardy would attach himself to a movie that he would consider bad. Maybe that's why he dropped out of uh, Suicide Squad. Could be possibly. <laughs> I forgot he was even attached yeah, to that. Who was, was he going to be in? He that? was supposed to be Rick Flag. Oh, and the guy they picked to play Rick Flag. The oh, fucking so fucking bad. Like all his dishwater, man. Yeah, it was oh. RoboCop in the remake. Really? really? Yeah. That was RoboCop. Well, I guess he can't play a robot. He's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a role he was born for. Uh, also, this week, we had a character redesign, which these are always fun because I always like to see uh, people's reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, released a redesign for Red Hood, Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting look. Yes. I don't hate it. Uh, I'm not a fan. Um, saw in our Facebook, I saw a lot of people saying Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Or Casey Jones. Yeah. Like, I totally agree with that. It kind of looked like a cinematic Winter Soldier meets Captain Cold to me. Like <laughs> the sleeveless hoodie really reminded me of like Captain Cold's redesign. And like the face mask without the top part really reminded me of. Winter Soldier. Yeah, movie. which I didn't. I didn't like that look. I, I'm glad when they took the mask off of him. And um, I mean, I'm not going to say it's terrible, but it just doesn't do anything for me. And then like the crowbar on the back of it, and like, eh, I don't know. It just looks like something I'd see in a DeviantArt account, <laughs> not something I'd see in it as an actual comic book design. I'd have to agree. I'm, I'm very partial to the Red Hood original. Um, I do. Costume. I did like his new Fifty Two look and. Even more so, I really like how he looks in like the Arkham Knight game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are both really good looks. This is a real it, it's a jarring departure from yes. what we're used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, apparently, as I told Tony, apparently in the comic books right now, I'm not super up to date. But apparently Jason Todd's gone off his fucking rocker again. Which is excellent. I'm not, uh, <laughs> apparently fucking like gunned down the penguin on live TV. That's fantastic. And, re- and revealed his secret identity. The penguin secret identity? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was Oswald Cobblepot the, the whole time. time. <laughs> and he was Danny DeVito. <laughs> Did a bunch of penguins uh, drop it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, like, him and Batman are getting ready to come to blows again, so... See that's so oh, Todd's like off his rocker fucking again. Apparently, uh, he's off his meds again. Which <laughs> I I kind of prefer the more yeah uh, anti hero chaotic, yeah. chaotic Red Hood as opposed to the plays well with the Bat Family. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's so much more fun to read. Like, I think yeah, I like it's the whole reason they brought him back. You know, I mean, I think that was like the that was kind of the appeal of Damien was that he was the problem child of the Bat Family. And now that he's kind of Damien's kind of fallen in line, it's just kind of fallen stagnant. Shape up or ship out. <laughs> you, need, you need one of the, you need one of them that's gonna always like go against the grain and go and be like, no, like this is how we should do things. Mm-hmm. And always question Bruce's way of doing things, and because his he's crazy. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> there's something completely derailed in Batman's mind <laughs> to this day. Um, not to get too off topic, but like one of my favorite Red Hood stories is from under the red hood, the animated movie, yeah. which I think it, this doesn't happen often. 
and maybe sacrilege that I say this, but I think the animated movie is better than the comics. <gasps> I agree. They, I think they, it's way better. I haven't read the comics. So. They've taken out everything boring about the comic and then replace it with more. And not uh, to mention fun. the way they bring him back in the book or in the movie is, it's just like the Lazarus pit. And there's like this weird tie to raise mm-hmm. Rochelle Ghoul and in the comic books, it's Was that from Superboy punching reality, yeah, Superboy <laughs> punching reality, <laughs> that's which is like, little, that's how they retconned uh Catwoman being a prostitute yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've, and especially like in the, under the red hood, like movie, like the whole like exchange between Batman and him at the end. Oh, Jensen Ackles fucking acts his heart out in that scene. So fucking good. Oh, it's good. I can't, I can't gush over it enough. (laughs) You you talk about where you're going back and forth about, uh, Joker, like, you know, you could have taken care of this problem a million times. When you have, how could you let him kill me? I don't mean to get like on a soapbox, but like when you have scenes with dialogue that, surpass your action scenes mm-hmm. you're doing something you're right. doing something special 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 oh yeah dc's doing a, um an awesome statue line where they're they're incorporating independent artists into doing their spin on uh classic characters like harley quinn and batman and superman and i've seen a couple of people um on our Instagram that have gotten a couple of these and they look fantastic. It's very similar to kind of like the, I guess you'd probably go with more of the vinyl DC collectible stuff, but I think it's, it's a great outreach because I don't think that like independent artists get enough credibility because they're not, you know, taking these classic characters like that mm-hmm. overall. It gives them a lot of exposure. Yeah. And like they, and they get like creative control on how these things look. I seen one that was uh, of the Joker and it was kind of like a, if I had to describe it like a steampunk oriented Joker, but not over the top steampunk with everything's gears um, <laughs> and brass and right pipes. And it's, it's Goggles. so, it's so fantastic. <laughs> I wish you would have told me that we would have hit on this. I would have pulled up some pictures for you guys. I I mean, the most I've seen, and I'm pretty sure it's part of it is like, I saw the Gerard way, yeah, uh, Batman yeah. and Joker and stuff like that. And I was like, that's kind of weird. I was like, for one, I was like, I didn't realize he was working with DC at any point. <laughs> like I knew he had like his comic and stuff like that. I definitely think I, I might look into it and see which artists are doing it and see what they're doing and maybe pick up a few because if this line gets enough backing, maybe DC will switch up some stuff, you know, maybe do something with independent artists more often. That'd be bitching. That's one thing I've always admired about DC is they definitely push out their own line of stat. Like they do the DC, it's DC collectibles. They Mm -hmm. have their figures, their statues, there is really Marvel doesn't have anything like that. No, no, it's few. Everything far they everything they release is through a second hand yeah, provider like Hasbro or Diamond Select. I wonder if uh, it's Disney handling that aspect of it. Well, they've if, always done that though. That's true. Disney. I would love it if Marvel just had their own line of stuff. Like you know, you can call it Marvel collectibles or uh-huh. whatever. But right. they've never. 
spent a lot of time on that stuff. To my knowledge, like I said, everything else that I've seen is like statue wise is either to like Diamond Select or Sideshow or I think that's kind of that's where Marvel falls short is besides for the MCU, they they operate in the old school thought of things like it's the comic book lines and that's it. If we back ourselves in the corner, let's just have a big thing. We'll reboot everything and bring back some old characters and do this and do that. Not saying DC doesn't do that. They do it a lot. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like they're missing out on a lot of money. They're missing yeah. out on a butt ton of money because Those- I mean, for fact, go up to Mike's room or <laughs> go into my house and you'll see, I don't know, like thousands of fucking dollars. <laughs> Knock, and knock multi- first <laughs> multiply that by like 1.1 million because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people out there that are even worse than me and you. Oh, there is 100 percent. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen their but, social media. I mean, pages. I have I have a couple of the DC collectible statues. I think a lot of my statues are actually the DC I have, collectibles. I have a couple Harley Quinn ones. Oh, uh, yeah, I have. Uh, and then there's a Batman one I also have and like. And they do a lot of like they'll do like the Jim Lee black and white statues. Oh, those like, are really cool. They did like the Arkham Asylum, Arkham Isn't City like statues. Where the Harley like, Quinn one that's black and white, but the smoke's coming out of her gun, and it looks like kind of like jizz because <laughs> it's like a weird off white. <laughs> yes, Jeff, that's the one. <laughs> but I was gonna say like the the some of the, a lot of the Harley ones, and they're actually because it's been such a success, they would do the ones for like the Arkham ones. Where it was black and white, but the red was still red. Mm-hmm. The Sin City treatment. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and they've done a lot. They've actually have now the Harley Quinn red, white, and black line, where it's going to be like different statues, different artists, interpretations, stuff like that. And it's just like it get it's such a visually pleasing mm-hmm. aesthetic. That yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I do love seeing artists' interpretations of characters especially when they're just given free reign, like, Oh yeah, you know, just make it your own thing. Have fun with it. You know, you can just imagine anything because you know, there's not a whole book series tied around it and mm-hmm. you don't have any constraints to worry about. You can just, you know, make whatever you want. If someone doesn't like it, Oh, I'll just buy the other one that someone else made that, you know, suits my fancy. Do you think that's why Funko pops are so big is because it's a, yes. it's a new spin on a, a classic character. It's, and for the most part, they're adorable, affordable. <laughs> But yeah. if you if you get deep into the collecting, there are ones that are worth like thousands of dollars. Yeah, uh, I bet. But like they're ten dollars and they're like little cheeky things. And and Funko, like they probably I I can't even imagine how much they make how much they make off of these because they can't they can't they have to be super cheap to produce and design exactly because it's a, for the most part every once in a while you get some but it's the same body sculpt yeah mm-hmm. same it's like, it's head like sculpt all just, over again same head sculpt <laughs> with just different hair and stuff added mm-hmm. like Ninja Turtles all the time. only like one movable part yeah right. Funko probably has a made a killing off those. Mm-hmm. I know well, somebody at my work that collects them that like will hunt them down. And really? Like that. Yeah. And then there's, like, uh, there's something for everyone too. Like I, even I have one. I have a uh, one from Big Trouble in Little China. So oh yeah, they they oh. release them for uh-huh. everything. Yep. Kurt Russell, Gracie Law, really? Kim Cattrall, yeah. Oh crap! <laughs> in, the, in like the geisha outfit. That's amazing. Yeah, Charlie gave it to me. There's uh <laughs> But you're right. There's no limitations to what Funko can do. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a single area of pop culture they haven't tried to make one for. There's a really cool documentary on Netflix right now about Funko. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I can't remember the name of it, but it's on there. If you just just search Funko, I'm sure it'll pull up. Uh, talking about their their origin and basically up until now, and it's a amazingly it's it's like one of those incredible documentaries that like holy crap, like especially for someone like us who, who we run our podcast and we try to expand and all this stuff, watching where they came from and then where they are now. Like, do you remember Big Boy? I mean the restaurant. And they had the little big boy bobbleheads. Mm-hmm. That was the original Funko. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, I didn't. I did not know that. And when that popped up on the screen, they're talking about it. I was just super mind blown because the, I, that's like a that's almost like a weird staple of my childhood is to see the little big boy bobblehead in the counter when my mom's paying the tab of big boy <laughs> for my waffles. <laughs> Hell yeah! So I would definitely highly suggest checking that out. It's a really interesting uh, documentary. Hell yeah. I, I've seen it pop up because it's like you watched the toys that made us. Yes, so that's exactly how I found it. <laughs> so we have a audio commentary track that is for our Patreons for the $5 tier. $5. Available for the first episode of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, you can get our first reactions and thoughts on there. Not to spoil a whole lot of things. Real quick, we'll just give our thoughts on it. Jeff, Yes, you seem <laughs> to have not taken to it too well. I didn't enjoy it. It was a weird, it was a weird dynamic with Jeff. Um, I mean, it was very spastic and off the wall and clearly geared towards Slapstick. younger children. Yeah, like really, like they explain every joke. And I mean, the animation, while I didn't care for the character models, the animation was quite nice. It was very dynamic, very, very fluid clean. moving, very clean, yes. And it actually had combat in it, which was cool. A lot of children's shows don't do that these days. Even the original 84 show kind of, after the first season, tiptoed around it. Yep. And it was nice that it had John Cena as the bad guy. And I cracked it. <laughs> but I don't, I don't like a show not ha- I don't like a Ninja Turtle show that doesn't have Shredder in it. So the TMNT movie went wrong. Yeah, I the agree. The CGI one. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, it wasn't a bad show. It definitely isn't geared towards me. And it doesn't really have that many nods, at least in the pilot, towards the, you know, OG basement dwelling angry <laughs> fans. So it's it's uh, it's not going for fan service. It's a kid show. A hundred percent. As opposed to, from what I've understood, the 2012 show, which was kids and adults. Like it actually, like, I guess that show at times did get dark, too. And it had its darker moments. Mm-hmm. That's what um, I've heard too. It has a pretty big uh, following. I this mean, one is just like, it's like the Teen Titans Go version. Yeah. I mean, Teen Titans Go isn't even like, it doesn't really have action in it at all unless it's part of a slapstick sequence. This one actually seems like it'll have a, you know, a series that of episodes that lead towards a climax and a conclusion. It's not, it doesn't look like it'll be an episodic format. Mm-hmm. So there's that. It's definitely geared towards like eight-year-olds, ten-year-olds. It is not our Ninja Turtles. It is not our Ninja Turtles for sure. And not my turtles. <laughs> I hate that line. <laughs> but I mean, I don't have anything against it. I don't think it's a bad show necessarily. I think for it does what it's going out for, and it's just not for me. I mean, I'm not upset about that. I mean, we've had this is the fourth Ninja Turtles series, I think. Fourth cartoon, fifth television show in general. Yeah, because there was a live action one. So, I mean, if you don't like this, then watch one of the other fucking, you know, or you could watch or you could watch one of the six movies. Yeah. Or read the comics or it's what seemed weird to me is that it doesn't seem like it's really at all based on the uh, movies that came out that were Mm -hmm. pretty popular. At least the second I enjoyed the second one. We we had a slapstick of a good time. Yeah. 
We both really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Oh, you guys are talking about Michael Bay's movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see the first one, but the second one I enjoyed. Uh, you know the scene in the, well, I'm sure you've probably seen it. There's, there's a scene in the first Bay Ninja Turtles movie where they're in the elevator and Mikey starts clicking yeah. his yeah. trucks together. I, I saw a clip. I guess they started to do that in the 2012 show. At one point, they were in yeah. an elevator and Mikey starts doing it and Raph just like punches him and just stops <laughs> it like dead in its tracks. And I was like, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Um, what did you think, Tony? You got a couple laughs out of you. Yeah, you got yeah. some belly laughs. Yeah, it did. It got a couple of, of uh, laugh eruptions out of me. I, I didn't. I didn't necessarily hate it. Like it wasn't anything that I was like super into. It didn't grip me. Uh, I do agree with Jeff that the animation um, is weird, but it's very fluent. It's very nice and uh, very clear, very bright, which was somebody was a downer for some people. <laughs> um, I didn't say it was a downer. I just said it was, it was bright, too bright. Turn too it down. Bright. Turn down the contrast. Where, where are my sh- grandma shades? <laughs> Or my eradicator shades. The sound, yeah. the soundtrack for this pilot was pretty, was pretty good. I, I like yeah. the soundtrack. Cena voice acting is terrible. Not, yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's very jarring at points where I don't it's kind of like, oh, there's Cena. Yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to be that way. Like if it's supposed to be very cheesy and who knows. At points it was so over the top that I feel that, that yeah, it's supposed to be cheesy. Like they, that's what they're going for. Was it you said something about how it's very Teen Titans Go and like yeah, I can see that. Like and that's super cheesy as well. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of uh, that's almost the appeal of it is that it is super cheesy and it's not serious because like you said, it's going for like eight to twelve year olds. Mm-hmm. I don't know about any of you guys, but eight, between eight and twelve, like I didn't really care if the there was context of what the yeah, fuck I was watching. That's true. I do. You made you made a really good point about how. Um, it's it, it seems like a show that's going to have like one main event and it's going to build towards that main event. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that execution, like how they would execute that as to uh, throughout the season. But I don't know if I have the patience, the patience <laughs> to go through it and watch it. It, it felt like I, I just watching it. I was just very spastic with a lot going on at once. Right. I mean, there was a lot of the point of time where like, I think towards the beginning of the show, we were talking about uh, Rob Paulson. And so I was looking up his information for most of the time. I think if I wasn't doing that and I was clearly intentively watching it, I would probably go crazy <laughs> because it is, it's very spastic. It's geared towards uh, children with very low attention spans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very, uh, like every, every attack had like that anime sense to it. Yeah. With like know? the di- the flowing, you know, the glowing background with the, yeah. And I think that would, that would drive me mad because that, that drives me mad in anime. <laughs> it triggers something in my Caucasian <laughs> brain that just goes, no. Do you know why they used to do that? What? The glowing like uh, like tunnel background thing where no. the background was uh, to save money so they could reuse the sequence over and over again. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Because they don't have to show whatever location they're at because there's that sequence glowing moving background. Uh, yeah. Uh, Splinter was another thing that was kind of weird. Let's, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's discuss the... Um, Real quick, just some of the character representations of the turtles. Yes. Um, Donatello to me seems to be the most true to form 
Yeah, even though he's really lanky. He seems very, he's still the tech guy, mm-hmm. still very smart, kind of a smart ass. Yeah. yeah. Well, they all are. Very sarcastic. Yeah. To me, like his representation was like the least jarring. I would say he was my favorite character in the pilot. Which is weird because Donatello was never my favorite turtle. And I would yeah. agree with you on that front. Like he stood out the most to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them had very exaggerated features and may, were made to be very different looking from each other. To me, Michelangelo was not very Michelangelo at all. Like He, he wasn't even very prominent. He, yeah. he was very subdued. Well, I mean, like the others kind of drown him out because they're all Michelangelo. Right. And they didn't yes. do anything to have him pick up the slack or do anything very different, true. Like, in my opinion. Um to me, and, and I don't mean to get in the whole like uh, basement dweller, like yeah. Yeah, my turtles. <laughs> the the representation of Leonardo to me did not work for me. Me either. I didn't all. like Raph either. I didn't like, feel like there was any solid leader within the ranks either. No, it didn't seem that way. It was just like a group effort kind of thing. Like, Everybody gets a prize ribbon. Like they would just argue about stuff until April jumped in. Like that's oh, literally what there happened. was another yeah. thing. April, <laughs> holy shit! Yeah, she's April's a, she's a sassy. <laughs> that's not sassy. That's like she's I don't crazy. Spastic. Spastic. It, it was terrible. Like it, it wasn't terrible. Terrible. But like, what in the hell? She's feisty. Yeah. It's she not, she was like jumping into a situation in which you have no idea. Which is like she what, she, she, she had a shillelagh. She had a shillelagh. I, uh, she had a shillelagh. Yeah. She picked up a alien shillelagh when she was. <laughs> She, uh, I must have missed that. Oh, when, when, when we say spastic, we don't mean spastic in the derogatory UK sense, we mean it in the off the wall. I apologize if I offended any of our UK viewers by using the word spastic, it doesn't have the same connotation over here. At one point, she's like literally like gnawing on an animal, yes, <laughs> the the alien one animal. of John Cena's shoulder pad gargoyle things. It, it was so like so like weird, bouncing off the walls. Like, I don't understand, like, it was just, I don't know, and uh, very reminiscent. Like, Mike brought up in the commentary of something, oh, of someone. Some, I was going to leave it at something. To, uh, there's a, there's an imitation crab mutant in it. That kind of cracked me up. Cause like a shadow looked like a crab, but then it wasn't. I was like, ah, it's an imitation. Crab. What was, what was the one that got me real good? Uh, you laughed really hard like twice. I can't remember. Either. Oh, when they were talking about Raph and yeah. you know, they said how they could smell the fear. And he's like, don't talk about my fear steak. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple parts where uh, it's funny. Splinter was very jarring. Like that was like, he's not the wise sense that he's just like a lazy fucking couch potato. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it'll show his true. He'll show his true colors later in the show is what yeah. I'm assuming. Like the, okay. I'm not going to give this show that credit. I, I don't think it will. I don't think they're going to have like a very like connected storyline going through it. And Seem, I, I think it seems like they will. They had the end of the episode with weird mutant mosquitoes flying everywhere. So true. So it's most likely that back. they're going to have to take care of a different mutant every true. episode. Well, yeah. They'll have a semi-episodic that will probably have something that'll tie together at the end of the season if it lasts that long. In, right. my, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I, I, the splinter didn't do it for me. Well, none not of, in this episode. Yeah. I mean, none of it did it for me. <laughs> I mean, it and you bring back a, you bring up a very good point. If you have them all joking and wisecracking, that does drown out, you know, the person that's supposed to be doing that. And they don't really stand out yeah. at all. It seemed like Leonardo was quipping way more than Michelangelo. Michelangelo. The only thing that made him stick out was that they said he was the artist of the group. Which is weird because he wasn't the painter turtle. Yeah, they're all different <laughs> turtle species, yeah. which, is, which is strange. And Raphael's bigger than all three of the others put together. Very weird. I, I will just, say 
the one good thing that comes from this that we said about the Ghostbusters reboot mm-hmm. is at least it gets the Ninja Turtle brand out there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's still a Ninja Turtle thing and it's still having kids that are going to be playing with Ninja Turtles and are going to have memories of Ninja Turtles. I mean, Ninja, it's been going on in what seems like forever. Yeah, nonstop. I mean, there's always been a Ninja Turtle show out yeah. there in one form or another, and I think that's super cool. I mean... I don't recall like a period of time where there hasn't been a, a presence of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and that's awesome. I mean, this is a good thing. I'm not, I mean, it's cool that there's a new Ninja Turtle show, that there's still that much interest in the concept. And I think know. what grinds a lot of people is, is a lot of people did like that 2012 show mm-hmm. and they just ended it. Just, they just ended it just to like, it, there was no like couple year gap. It was literally, they ended this one and they went right to this one. Well, and so that is, that is to me, that is kind of strange. That's how many seasons did the other show have? It had a lot. Yeah. That, I mean, it was then, on since 2012. Did it have a, does anyone know if it had an actual conclusive? Ending? I don't know if it didn't. And if it ended on a cliffhanger, they just went to this, I'd be pissed too. But I mean, Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> we're still getting Ninja well, Turtle shows. There's well plenty to choose well from. <laughs> well, but, uh, if you want to hear more about that sort of stuff, you could check out our commentary track for $5 a month. You can help us stay afloat and pay the bills. If, if you're so inclined, if you're able to spare it, anything you can spare, even a dollar a month would be very helpful. You don't get the commentary track though. No, no, <laughs> you got to pay for the goods, baby. <laughs> it also helps us out with creating new content uh, via podcast or YouTube because it frees up financial Burdens. Burdens of other things. So stop motion. If you're looking for stop motion stuff, I just let you know that, you know, the idea has been tossed around. Yes. But we need your help to bring it to flourishing. We need you to help us resurrect the corpse of Ray Harryhausen. (laughs) Um, This is why I keep you around. This is why I keep you around right there. (laughs) Recently, it has been reported that the Fox Disney deal is a done deal. Thank God. Shareholders oh have agreed. Comcast bowed out. It's all gravy. I mean, uh, a lot of people aren't happy about it either. A lot of people are screaming Monopoly. I and not in the think, good way like when you win Monopoly. I think <laughs> this puts Disney at owning 35 to 40% of the studios in Hollywood. That's so. pretty wild. If it, Crazy. If it had been anyone else... Against uh, Disney, I would have cheered for the competition, but I hate Comcast. Yes. Unless I end up working for them. <laughs> then I'm just kidding. I love Comcast. Uh, and of course, the, the biggest news of this is the X-Men and Fantastic Four are coming home. Yes. They are now... We can see Chris Evans in double booking now. Free, free to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But the real question is, how should they handle this? It's good. It seems a little dicey to me. The diciest thing seems to be the X-Men. Yeah. Like how do you introduce the young mutants or the mutant population when that apparently has been sparse for the past? Hmm. Who know? Like at this point, 10 years in the MCU. Yeah. Not to mention a crazy inconsistent timeline that Fox studios has had with X-Men. Yeah. No sense. I mean, they could zero that out at this point. Yeah. At this point, I'm pretty sure. I mean, 
we talked about a little bit in our group chat about how the possibility people keep saying that they're going to cancel Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. I don't think they will. I don't either. I think those movies I are still going to come out. I hope they don't either, especially because, you know, the, the Fox X-Men universe has been going on for so long. I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what? I just want to see it. Let's just get this over with. Yeah. If they have it done, let's just <laughs> let's just see what they got. Yeah. Let's get it over with and bow out. I mean, when it comes to uh, the X-Men cinematic universe, in my opinion, the only things worth keeping that would be worth money that have a really big fan following Wolverine and Deadpool and mm-hmm. the things connected to them directly. And that's it. Yeah. I'd have to totally agree And with Deadpool them. is one of those characters where you can easily work in. Yeah. Like because of the fourth wall and the, all that stuff like that's not a problem. It being R rated. A, a lot problem, of people. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are. Yeah, that transition between the PG 13s and the R would be kind of weird. It would I have been hoping that Hugh Jackman would come back as Wolverine. I'm of the few people that's like, you know what? No, he dude, he's pushing 60. He did his he time. Had cancer in his face. Just it, let's get some fresh blood in there. He grew a mullet just so we could start in a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's get someone else in there he died on screen for crying out loud uh, <laughs> you know like what else could how much more of a swan song can this guy make for you exactly the only person i thought that would maybe pull off wolverine i don't think they can use now Whomst. and that would be tom hardy i was really pushing for tom hardy too even though he's no spring chicken either he's but 40 he's, yeah and he's but he's short too yeah he's short he's got a. he gets mad when you bring it up <laughs> I think he'd be perfect for the role. I mean, it's still possible. We still, we had, you know. I seen a weird fan casting for Wolverine uh, the other day. Danny DeVito? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> See, it writes itself. Somebody get me a hoagie. <laughs> snick, snick. <laughs> Uh, um, Perfect. Daniel Radcliffe. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like yeah, that. I seen no. that and I was like, what uh, in the shit is a that? A weird happening? little British Wolverine. I mean, <laughs> no. Scrawny British Wolverine. They're, I no mean, offense to the British. They're going to have to go probably, they'll, the they'll probably have to go unknown. Oh. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the best way to do it, especially with Wolverine. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. <laughs> Put him in anything. You know, remember that comment about keeping you around? <laughs> really, really regretting that comment. <laughs> um, uh, Toby McGuire. <laughs> what happened to that guy? Did that little dance number in that yeah. one movie? And now he's gone. dig on this. <laughs> Topher Grace. <laughs> I would love any of these casting choices. <laughs> no, they're definitely going to have to go. I mean, and I would even go as far as I would say. If I were Marvel, I would introduce the X-Men first before you bring in Wolverine. I know Wolverine is like this low hanging fruit that like, you you know, that Mm -hmm. you have to, you know, take advantage of. He becomes, I mean, at least with the Fox series, he became such a centric thing of the universe that everybody else just kind of fell to the background. Bring in all the other people first before you bring him in so we can get to know those people you know, I want to see a good Cyclops. I want to see, mm-hmm. you know, a, a fleshed out storm and Professor X, Beast, all of them mm-hmm. before we move on to, you know, the show stealer, the Wolverine. 
What's really sad is like with where we stand currently in the MCU, I feel it would be a, a really prime place for an entry of this nature uh, because of what uh, fell of us in Infinity War and where where we stand now going into Avengers 4 is that the stakes are high. Half of our heroes are gone, and you know the extra firepower would be a great introduction. But I don't want it to happen. No, I don't either. Because then it would feel rushed. Yeah, it'd be very. It'd feel very abrupt. It'd be very X three. The one thing <sighs> I, I that just hangs in the back of my mind as like a comic book fan. It just it just gnawing back there is the fact that a lot of these Marvel characters are at the end of their contracts. Mm-hmm. So we might not get to see like. Yeah, Reed Richards and Tony Stark interact. We may not get to see Wolverine, Wolverine and Cap. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and, and that super fucking bums me out. Yeah, you could always cast someone else. I couldn't imagine anyone else besides Chris Evans playing Captain America, but I couldn't imagine Chris Evans playing Captain America when they first cast him. Like, I wasn't like, no, but I was just like, really? You That's know? kind of left field. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what my initial reaction to that was. It's funny because. Because he wasn't really known for being a, a serious actor at that no, point. Like everything it, he had done, it was pretty much had some comedy yeah. base to it. Mm-hmm. Or like edgy teen stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, such and so forth. It's funny. He said he didn't he say in an interview that he wanted to uh, play Captain America and the Human Torch in the same movie. Yeah, he did <laughs> say that. I'm pretty okay. sure it was in a joking state, but, you know, that guy's great. Fantastic Four. Wait, only, I mean, only single Avenger, ladies. Yeah. Where do you think they'll fit into this whole? Probably up there with the ranking of intelligence and stuff. You know, that's probably where they'll sit. <laughs> I mean, I could see them doing a lot of cosmic stuff, of course. Uh, well, that's the thing. Like the MCU is such. Do they have? They have. Uh, they have Galactus yes, now. Yes. Hell yeah! <laughs> that could be another big threat. I know. They that's... have Doctor Doom now. Yes. <laughs> Lockveria. The scrolls. Uh... I mean, they have so many cool. They got, they got a lot now. The Sentinels. They can use the yeah. Sentinels. And you know, like, even in interviews, like, when this was leading up, like, Kevin Feige was just kind of like, ah, oh, we don't really have any plans. It's like, I'm like bull fucking yeah. shit. Like, My you're fanny. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, if you're, if you're Kevin Feige, how do your wheels not start to spin? I know. At the mere prospect of, Oh wow! I might have X Men back. Yeah, you know, and I might their, have Fantastic Four back. They keep their cards close to their vest. They always have. And so now it's like, okay, so you know, Phase uh, Four, Five, Six. Yeah. Like, is this going to be another thing? Or is it going to lead to like maybe a Galactus oh, that'd be threat bitching. or like a Doctor Doom like full out war type thing? Like, it's very promising. And and the the Fantastic Four has had a rough rough history in cinema yes. to say the least hell rough history in the comics um do you think could marvel make a good fantastic four movie they can do you make- think just by the branding of its marvel studios fantastic four would be enough to to make people go you know what maybe this- i'm gonna give this one a <laughs> shot i think so i mean you could it would there's no hard sell for them anymore what's a hard sell for them they can make a movie about fucking anything of any Marvel. They can make a Squirrel Girl movie that would make a mint. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's really, you could, they could remake Howard the Duck with as the juggernaut or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just brought up Howard the Duck. Uh, just read something yesterday. Do you know who voiced Howard the Duck? Yes. Ooh. Seth Green. <laughs> 
I, I had to make sure to tell Jeff when we're doing the episode because I know how much he loves Seth Green. He's my favorite. Lo- love Camp WWE. <laughs> Seth Green. Uh, Seth Green man. is in the MCU. He's in the MCU. <laughs> what a what a time to be alive. Uh, that's fucking crazy. Uh, I, had to, I had to. I know uh, a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people keep saying. Uh, John Krasinski. Yes. For Mr. Fantastic. hundred times over again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is tall and lanky. Yeah. And he's uh, a fantastic actor. I've also seen some fan, uh, fantastic for fan, fantastic fan pictures, <laughs> fan art of, uh, <laughs> Patrick Wilson as Mr. Fantastic. Patrick Wilson. That's yeah. a, it's uh, a, it's a fucking shit brick house of, a. Wait, who's Patrick Wilson was the guy who, uh, he was in, uh, he's been in the conjuring insidious. Oh, I'm thinking of someone else. He was night owl in the Watchmen. He's, oh yeah. He playing. was a shit brick house then. He's a pretty big dude, but I don't know. Yeah. It'd be good casting. He does. He's got to playing a brainy character. Yeah. For sure. You gotta get somebody no. that can play that nerdy role. No, I don't know. John Krasinski. I don't know if he has that Mr. Fantastic, like it'd be a very, uh, boring look to him. <laughs> it'd be a quippy, uh, Mr. Fantastic. I feel like Mr. Fantastic always is, look at the camera. Yeah. Like, Mr. Like make that face. I feel like Mr. Fantastic needs to look very ordinary. Like 1950s, 60s ordinary. Like just very All right, plain. Tom Cruise. <laughs> He's too short. He can stretch. <laughs> he can stretch. I walked into that one. <laughs> um, I can't think of any casting for that. Saying, do you go, do you go CGI or do you go suit? Bring For back, the thing? bring back Michael Checklist and just yeah, paint, just paint him fucking orange. <laughs> That's what they did. For yeah, that wasn't a suit. I to- no, I totally agree. Like I thought, just, he was fantastic as a thing. He was. He was fantastic. Fantastic. Just like that, it bit all over God. again. Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, he was. He was really good as. Uh, ben Grimm. I can't really think of anyone who did a better job at any point. Although, uh, you know, there's plenty of stocky dudes. I think CG would be the way to go at this point because... I don't know. I, I, well, you want to be able to go toe-to-toe with the Hulk. I'm always partial to um, practical, effects. practical effects. So I, I am I, too. I can't say whether or not I would be against CG, but it just kind of sucks. Because I know that that's the route they're going to do. It's a lot easier. Yeah. On the actor, on on uh, production, on cost nowadays. Yep. Nowadays it's easier and cheaper to do CGI versus practical. Which is wild. Which is, yeah, I know. It's so crazy to even think about. And it just, I don't know. It's a yeah. bummer to my to my heart, but. Yeah. If they didn't already have a, you know, a 12 foot tall CGI Hulk. Yeah. I think they should have, you know, a good eight, nine foot tall CGI thing. Isn't he like seven, five? I don't know. Seven point five, like seven and a half. I know that uh, it switches back. Like in the comics, he'll be like equal size to the, you know, the Hulk in one comic and another comic. They'll be, you know, vastly different in size. You know how inconsistent it is. Yeah. Plus the Hulk changes in size too. So. I was about to say, there's, it depends on the story arc. If the Hulk has the power to get bigger as he gets angrier and if he doesn't have the power, et cetera, and et cetera. That's when he's not making up new powers, like growing space lungs and yeah, other horse shit like that. I don't know. I think maybe 
I don't know, Michael Chiklis. I got to say Michael Chiklis. Yeah, he's the, he's like the I can't think of anything, anybody that, well, I mean, I guess technically we'd only be looking for a voice at that point. It's true. Well, I don't know. He kind of carries himself like the thing too. Yeah. But like, well, I mean, like what I'm saying is like we said it would probably be CG. Mm-hmm. So we just need somebody that had like a, a good vocal presence. Pierce Broston. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Dapper thing. <laughs> Pierce Brosden is the thing. And Mia Sue Storm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who'd play Sue Storm? Hopefully someone hot. <laughs> I mean, that's the weird thing is there's a lot of probably young up and coming actors and stuff like that, that we don't even know no, of that yeah. by the time they get making these two franchises that are probably going to be like new tent poles for the MCU. They'll mm-hmm. be giving me a new tent pole. To oh! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is even, it depends on too the age of the actors would depend on if they're going with six, one, six fantastic four or more of a ultimate fantastic four when they were all like college student age. Ugh. I have a feeling that might be the way they do it. I, it would be the most rational thing to do. Yeah, you want to pick the youngest them as young as possible. Right. You want them in for the long haul. The one thing I've I've heard people theorize is Ew, fan theories. Yep, yep. Time for one of those. <laughs> in Spider Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. they mentioned that uh, Stark has sold Avengers Tower. Uh-huh. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, what if he sold it?" And it's now the Baxter Building. Yeah. And, you know, Mr. Fantastic and the Fantastic. Why would they change the name to the Baxter Building, though? Well, I mean, you wouldn't want to live there with the the called Avengers Tower. Right. If you're not the Avengers. It's like a giant bullseye. Like, oh, oh, we're going to make it into Avengers Tower and then we're going to live here. And then, like, you know, you just have like a random Iron Man villain show up and start blowing the place up. (laughs) Stark don't live here no more. (laughs) Oh, my bad. I think uh, Stark don't live here no more. (laughs) (laughs) They can make it the Four Freedoms Plaza. Mm -hmm. I would go with that. I I, I don't think I want to hear the name the Baxter building in it. Like, I want something generic, especially if they go the younger route where they're in uh, college. Or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to, like, I, I don't know. It's just a weird kind of a tick, I guess, for me. This is all if it ends up happening anyways. Oh, it'll happen. I just want to see the Silver Surfer. If they made a Silver Surfer movie, I could die a happy man. They already did. It's called Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> and not exactly what I was. Voice by, <laughs> he, he was really cool in it. He was the highlight of that movie. Voiced by uh, Lawrence Fishburne? Yep, Larry yep. Fishburne. And then uh, they. Did, I really enjoyed his character model. Like... When he like went through the surfboard and was surfing upside down. He went inverted. Yep. <laughs> when he uh, had the missile go right into his board, uh-huh. he just like lifted it up. It was just like, <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. He was like a weird T-1000 uh, silver yeah. surfer. And it actually worked really well, I felt. There's so many possibilities for them to do now. Like what if just when you think the well was starting to run dry, they bought a fuckload of new properties. <laughs> <laughs> what if, uh, what if at the end of this next Avengers, they take down Thanos and Thanos's last words is Galactus is coming. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit. Oh, come on. Oh no. Well, I guess we should have kept him alive. Yeah. I had the right idea when he threw the ax into his chest. <laughs> I don't know. The, 
there is still, like I said, there's still this part of me that's like, oh, I feel like it's so, so too late. Not too late, but just like, oh, why so couldn't this have happened? Passed, yeah. yeah. Why couldn't this have happened sooner? Because, you know, there's it's already, the you know, it's already been set in motion. Yeah. Every, all their big events. They can't put them in anything right now. Yep. Uh, the most they can maybe hopefully do is uh, maybe Secret Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be really cool, actually. To be fair... They do little cameos and stuff with Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Like the Fantastic Four weren't in the Infinity Gauntlet, anyways. They're right. they're already snapped out of existence. All four of them, which always cracks me up. It's like, oh, that's bad luck. Oh my god, Uh-oh. this just popped in my head. So they re reorganized the timeline, right? Uh huh. And with reorganizing the timeline, things shift up, which introduce X Men and the Fantastic Four. That seems like the laziest writing I've ever heard. <laughs> It seems That's like the most it literally likely just scenario. Yeah. <laughs> it literally just writing. popped in my head. <laughs> Superboy Prime showed up and he punched the walls of the MCU. <laughs> well, we know that they're going to mess with time. Yeah. So, so it was Marty like, McFly and Doc Brown didn't <laughs> teach us anything. The whole like uh, Scarlet Witch Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh man. You can't have that Quicksilver. Papa. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> oh. And you can't have like the, the Magneto relation. Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, they might be able to, even though she's not a mutant. Do they go for like, yeah, how does all that work? So for Magneto and Professor X, are they, do they stick to the whole like World War Two era or do you, do you do something different? I would hope that they would do something different because every year that goes by those World War Two survivors, (laughs) (laughs) there's not that many older and older. I mean, hell, even like, you know, like children that were alive back then are really fucking old now. Mm hmm. Yeah, they're what the children are like in their 80s, 90s, yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, a lot of them in their 70s so and 80s. And now so. you have to cast, you know, a new Professor X, and the best Professor X has already been used. Yep. Who the fuck do you use to do that? <laughs> uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is all the X Men, really. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I, I Patrick, Patrick Stewart did a one man show on Broadway, so it's only fair that they have Tom Hardy do a one man X Men show. You see what I'm you see the connection here. I, I do. <laughs> do you see the picture that I'm painting? It's a beautiful picture with <laughs> a you. beautiful world. It reminds me of a young Adolf Hitler piece. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, to be fair, the art, you have to separate the art. <laughs> <laughs> Don't focus. Uh, listen. <laughs> uh, here we go again. Oh no! Is that that has to be like one of the first times we haven't used the name Adolf Hitler that often in the show? I don't think. <laughs> That'll keep count. So, can we get a Hitler count? Hitler counter. Just have a little picture of Hitler with the. <laughs> Ding. Well, this seems like as good as time as any to, to wrap this up. You know, that's what you get for bringing up Magneto and everything. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's the flow chart. Yeah. Uh, had to bring it to its final conclusion. Uh-huh. Feel free to join us every week on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network where you can find all of our great content like this. <laughs> The shining example. The shining example <laughs> of good adult discussions <laughs> and thought-provoking ideas. 
Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> you can't get them anywhere else. Just here. Uh, you can also find us on everywhere that podcasts stream iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Google Do, Google Don't. <laughs> I don't One know. Google, two Google. One Google, two Google, three Google, four Google. <laughs> um, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And we have a fantastic YouTube channel that Tony spearheads. Hell yeah. And likes to piss people off <laughs> without even trying. I might add I- angering weebs left and right. <laughs> Tony, the weeb killer <laughs> weeb slayer T also, we are now on uh, the internet. Yes. Strictly on the internet. You won't find us on AM FM radio. No, very rarely on television. <laughs> We were just contacted by series radio. <laughs> we're going to be on there now. We're going to get a station. Oh, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? That'd be <laughs> just all of our shows, just like back, back to back, just non-stop. constantly non-stop. streaming. Then you could really get that Hitler counter out. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh. And as we mentioned before, you can always go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. And for as little as a dollar, you can help all of our dreams come to flourishing. And for $5, which is the max, we have audio commentary tracks. We have audio commentary tracks, like three of them right now, I think, that are just sitting there. Just just, just waiting. In the Kapowcast vault. That's right. (laughs) Much like the Disney vault. Hell yeah. Except ours is only $5. Who will be the first to to let the Kapowcast commentary grace their ears? (laughs) To plunder our secret hole. Oh, no. (laughs) I think we discussed the Kapowcast vault is literally just a cardboard box it's with just, a slit in it. And just, just a piece of paper that says Ninja Turtle commentary track. <laughs> and just throw it in there. So until next time, I have been Mike and I will be Mike next week as well. I have been Tony and I haven't determined if I'll be Tony next week. <laughs> oh God. Uh, how am I supposed to respond? to <laughs> I'm Jeff. (laughs) I'm Jeff. (laughs) Thank you for not saying you were Hitler. (laughs) Until then, see you next time.